Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. And a happy, happy do year. Happy, happy. This is 2020. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Barbara. Uh, Baba Wawa. Happy new decade. Do you realize that we've been through six decades and we're yes. not even 40? Well, yeah. we are. 40. We are 40. Yes, oh. if you were born in the 70s, you have these many. If you were born in the 80s, you have one less than something else, yeah. whatever. We're old. That's just, we're old. But hey, keep on rocking in the free world. All right, stick to Super Kicks Podcast. Rob and Dave, you're home for the perfect blend of hockey and professional wrestling. The longest episodic podcast about wrestling and hockey. Fuck. Co-mingling. Fuck yeah. Wishing you a happy decad. Isn't that how they, isn't that how the Kennedy said it? In this decad. Nah, in this decade. You could also use this impression. Talk like Lou Lamarillo. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Ah, Status quo. <laughs> Don't worry about my cop. Shave your face. No beards in New Jersey. And then we just go back to the Simpsons episode where... Shave your face, Mattingly. <laughs> All right. Let's You're going to wear this number. <laughs> I don't want to wear that number. You're going to wear this number. If you haven't listened to... Chick- spitting chicklets. Oh, Gomez they, was on it recently. They had Gomez, and he talked a the great story, and I've heard it before, where he makes it out of training camp, and he goes and looks at his locker, and he's like, who the fuck is 23? Like, who wants to wear 23? Yeah, and didn't like Larry Robinson and Larry go? Robinson goes, hey, uh, to the trainer, he goes, hey, is there a number 11 down in Albany? And he's yeah. like, nope. He goes, well, you can wear number 11. No, no, 23 is a great fucking number. Ah, <laughs> uh, the devils of, of, of your... So I got a question for you, since this devil's related. We fired uh, good old John Heinze, uh, brought in Lane Nazardine. After a week or two, I'm like, oh, we're playing better. And your initial response was, slow down. Yeah, pump the brakes. Let's give it a month. We're now in a month. What is your review? They're playing better. I don't know if it's... If it's... Mackenzie Blackwood getting a confidence boost from playing so much more. Mm-hmm. Plus, he could look over his shoulder, and Dominguez wasn't there. Deming, Deming yes, wasn't there. there. And you can look over your shoulder and go, Corey's uh, Cor- not there. Corey ain't coming up. <laughs> and this fucking Gills dude definitely played one game and let in like seven fucking goals. 
So I don't have to really. So I think his confidence. My my issue isn't again talking about the good old days. I think that we're spoiled because we went through so many years of never having high scoring chances against us, where there there were literally games where Brodeur had. 13, 14 saves, and how many of those were like, legit, like legit had shot. to make yeah. saves? Mm-hmm. And now we're winning games because Blackwood is making these, you know, 10 bell saves, mm-hmm. desperation saves, and it's like all it takes is an inch. Mm-hmm. And that goes in the net, much like the Damon Severson overtime oopsie own yeah. goal kind of thing. Yeah, like that it's, kind of it's situation. One of those things yeah. where you're like, yeah, you know what? They are playing better. You could see that they're they're physically and structurally more aggressive, if that makes sense. Right. In the sense that they're following through with their hits. They're a little tougher to play against, but they're still making. Like yeah, there, there were still three having or four the times that that Boston game, where I was listening to most of it on the radio, and even Chico was like, like you could hear him like he wanted to be like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, you you can also tell that like Chico on the radio and and Danico a little bit on TV. After Hines got fired, it was all a consensus. It's one of those. Yes, he got fired. He didn't have to because you keep screwing up. I wonder and if we traded fucking Hall sooner, do would Hines still be coaching? Like, if I'm John Hines, I'm fucking pissed sitting at home going, this team's turning it around because this guy's not in the locker room anymore and everyone thinks it's turning around because I got fired. No, Well, no, because if you look at it, when did Hines get fired? He got fired, what, right in the beginning of December? And it took what, like two or three weeks or whatever of um to get rid of Hall. By the way, I mean, yes, Taylor Hall got traded to Arizona for picks and players and, and yada yada yada. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um obviously it's not news news, but it's news to this podcast. <clears throat> but it was it took a couple of weeks before Hall got traded and the team was that initial first game. Like it was like two plus periods where they were like you know balls are on fire they're playing yeah. great and then they fell off and then the next couple of games are shitty and it was it was like the the train was getting going the two games that Hall sat out they played a hell of a lot fucking better the day he got traded and since then they, since since those two games he sat were like night and day I think it's it's taken there sometimes players do better with pressure and sometimes players do better without pressure and my feeling is nico hughes palmary brat really brat um now that hall is gone the pressure is on them to produce and they're stepping up to it like you could see that brat boquist um even Gusev. Gusev, big time. That's the other guy I was thinking of. Where they now know 
and on top of that, they're getting bigger minutes yeah, because Hall's not playing a minute and a half of the power play. They're getting bigger minutes, and they're the game isn't structured to get Taylor the puck. That, that's the other thing. Two things. That one is now the game plan is not doesn't include Taylor Hall anymore. And two, I like how Elaine Nazardine comes out and says, Hall is not here anymore, and, and yeah. we're get, like. He, he's not sugarcoating it. He's not saying, like, um, I think I read a tweet before we started here. Um, Barry Trotz basically said they're playing a hell of a lot better and a hell of a, not need, a, hell of a lot more needier without the elephant in the room. And yeah, like I said to you, I go, the whole NHL knows. It's, I don't want to say, and, and we had this discussion yes. for years. We even where, had it a couple days ago. And I don't want to use the cancer word because that's just horrible to say that a person's a cancer i just want to say that he was a i don't don't think him is a person because everybody says like you know you want him to be your like your kid's godfather kind of thing but i think it's one of those he's a superstar like kovalchuk right and parisi to a point during his time he's a superstar of the team your team strategy is around him and when he doesn't produce he can't handle the pressure and it's almost like the rest of the team they don't have a plan b because it's like oh crap he's not doing Oh shit! We don't know how to do this. Like, and, and for him, his game is so streaky on confidence mm-hmm. because the season he was the MVP, everything was going for him. Yeah. You know, passes through skates and shots and and getting breakaways and broken sticks and all of this other stuff that led him to having all of those points and eventually becoming the MVP wasn't happening anymore wasn't his first couple of shots in arizona like it hit the pipe yeah. he like it <laughs> he had breakaways and he didn't score <laughs> hey but you know what? what was it before the boston game we were four two and one since the hall trade and uh arizona was like oh and five or two and five or something like that <sighs> i just I'm think not he, saying i think he's gonna f- he's gonna fuck up their chemistry because again, and I said this before we were mm-hmm. recording, he's one of those guys where he needs the puck. But Arizona was doing so well, kind of without him, that those guys that were there that kind of were building that momentum. Mm-hmm. You can say everything you want in the locker room. The GM could come on TV and tell you, oh, we added this great player and he's really going to compliment us. But a lot of those guys in that room are going to turn around and look like, oh, thank God he's here. You know, like I don't have to I don't have to take that extra step anymore or because he can do it. He's, you know, our savior. Okay, so obviously that's what we went through. And we can say the same thing going. He was a great boost to us, to the fan base, to teams, to everything else. But then what happened? And then what? Like in Edmonton, I'm sure he did great. They got all these number one picks. They they maybe they got on a little hot streak. Goes, so this is this is the moment that, and it didn't happen. Yeah, and then, maybe and, he's just not a closer. And then, like we talked about, maybe he sulked. Yeah. And then he sulked a little bit more, and then too much, and then oh, then he got in a hot streak. Oh, now he sulks again, and you see the, the the yin and the yang of Hall's. The four years he was here, he had one good year. He had one good year. And his first MVP year. year? Mopey bitch. Second year, won the MVP. Mopey bitch because, oh, shit, I got traded. Right. That, oh, my my friends in Edmonton are doing so much better, and they made the playoffs, and I want to be there. And really? Then the second that's your, season that's was, your Taylor Hall impression? Yeah. <laughs> my lips aren't anywhere near big enough 
to. Let me be about Edmonton. Wow, just wow. But he, I, I, I don't question his ability, his overall skill, and all of that stuff. It's just, I don't think you're gonna ask. You're not gonna cheat off Taylor Hall on a math test. Okay, like I don't think there's a lot between the ears. He's just one of those guys that it's the play goes A B C, and even though there's things in front of me, I'm gonna do the play A B C, and he can't adjust. Yeah, it's not to say I was blinded by. It. I just didn't want another Kovalchuk Parisi situation to happen, right? Because I wanted him resigned, and I, that's. And then now that I look back at it and I take you know I look at everything that's happening and I go you know what, I'll, I'll take it back. I was wrong. I think re-signing him may have been an issue. Now, one of the things that I heard between all the press conferences post-trade that that have happened, unless I understood it wrong, we heard that the Devils didn't offer him a contract, he didn't ask for a contract, and everything else. But the way that Shiro was talking during his his scatterbrained press conference, they're all scatterbrained. It's he. It's, it's like he gets to a point where it's like it's just coming out of his mouth the truth, and he's like, "Shit, I got to be the GM, and I got to go 50-50. But I also think that he's thinking like, "You ask a question, and what he really wants to say is like, that's a fucking stupid question." <laughs> Like, he really wants to say that. His his brain is the facial expression of John Hines. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounded like Shiro was more or less... He traded him essentially because of the timeline of where the team was. If the team was doing better, there may have been a, a, a contract He wanted put Taylor out to be in the playoffs. But... but but it was one of those where he said, he's like, you know what, if we, like, kind of if we offered him something, it would have been like three or four years like it would have been so short and i i don't know i just heard that and i go you gonna lowball him <laughs> no i think it was just more like he wants to be on a winner and while the devil's management thought that this was going to be the year you bring in suban you bring mm-hmm. in simmons you got hughes you got boquist and, and gusef you you made steps to push yes us up and it just didn't go the way it went. Corey sucked. Our defense sucks. You know. And you wouldn't have thought that in a preseason. No, Corey was damn good in a preseason. You wouldn't, but it didn't. And I think he, you know, I think uh, Shiro took off his kind of glasses and said, this is the team in front of me. I could do two things. I could sign Hall to a long-term deal and have him mope around. Rich mope. Yeah. And then regret it in three years when he's starting to decline. Or I continue this build that we have, get rid of him, get some more assets, and then reassess July 1. Yeah. And not saying sign Tyler, Taylor Hall July 1, but reassess in the sense of what do what do we need, what can we do, and what should we do. And the big thing is, is let's just say there's a big fish out there that's Taylor Hall-like. Like, let's just say Patrick Laine was out there and Taylor Hall was out there, right? Would you go Laine and go, not not to blow him out of the water like you would Hall, but like understanding that, yes, we can bring a superstar on this team, but it's got to be mentally right for that guy to yeah. come here. It's, like, it's, they, they learned from Taylor Hall going, it was great to have a superstar and the goals and the MVP, 
But on the flip side of it, he was too mentally soft for right. losses. And that's one thing that Lou always did. You know, if you remember back in the, the, the 90s Ooh. into the, the 2000s, the Rangers were going out and getting every fucking guy that they could. You know, superstar. They were getting Bore. They were getting Lindros. They were getting Gretzky. They were getting, like, just to have them. Mm-hmm. And everybody would always ask Lou, like, oh, why didn't you go? Why didn't you do this? Or why didn't you offer Gomez X amount of money? Or why didn't you match Halik what he was getting for New York? You know, like, and you go... I'm not looking for the best player available. I'm looking for the best player for my team. Mm-hmm. And he, we, yeah, you know what? Would it have been great to have fucking Yager when he was getting traded from Pittsburgh? Absolutely. Back in the, the late nineties, but would it have been best for the team to have Yager? Cause I don't see him playing the trap. I agree. So, I hope Shiro takes a page out of that book and doesn't go after just, oh, we need a goal scorer instead. And I think we're seeing it now is I'm going to put all of my blue chip prospects out there. I'm going to I'm going to let Boquist play. Granted, he shouldn't be playing on the fourth line, but I'm going to let him play. I'm going to give Gusev big money and big minutes. I'm going to let Brett. I'd like to say that I know you initially didn't like that acquisition the way that he's playing now i'm not going to say after this season i'm saying next season if the trajectory is still going up and his hockey iq is great there's still great chemistry he looks happy give him another two or three i'd give him another two i I wouldn't go more than two i'll we'll do a quick little i'll give you a raise like what's he making now like four and a half i think so all right so in a year and a half from now, we're going to talk, and depending on what you do, I'm going to give you a base of five and a half with bonuses. Incentives and yeah, everything. To do X amount. What I'd like to do, I'd like to hear from, I, and not I know he's, like in, he's going to tow the company line, but I wanna, I like, I'd like to hear what he thinks about New Jersey, what he thinks about himself playing in the NHL. Big Russian community, I love it. <laughs> no, that's over Money. in Brooklyn. Money. In, 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 <laughs> I send back home. They buy cow. <laughs> they buy cow. All right. In Russia, road fork you. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you look at his translator and he just has uh, uh, uh Gusev say he like uh, he likes garden state of garden. He like Taylor Ham very much. <laughs> <laughs> and and then because his English people have said his English is pretty good, he looks at his his, no, his agent and goes, that. I didn't fucking say like he'll literally say that. Go, I no fuck say that. <laughs> All right, so yes, in, a, in a month's time... I think we've turned the corner in energy. I think we've turned a corner playing-wise with consistency, where no. it's not one period we play awesome, the second period we give up six goals, the, or the third, third period, period we, we fall apart. Right. Yeah, I right. mean, we're still giving up that goal at the end of the game to tie it. I'm not, I'm not looking to go... What? How many games are in the rest of the second half of the season? Another what? 40, 40, 40 something. I'm not looking to go 40 and one with, no. with the way this is. Uh, you want to go 21 and 20? You want to go 30 and whatever? Now, a guy I work with <clears throat> made that same comment where he's like, he goes, let's say after the All-Star break, the Devils go like. On a great fucking run. They go like 
28, 10, and 3. Mm-hmm. He goes, do you hire Nazardine? And I said, I can't say yes right now because you have to see what's available. If you tell me that John Cooper's available, if you tell me Peter Laviolette's going to be available, if you tell me that... Can can we throw in DeBoer and Blasma? No. De Blasma, yes. Why if, not DeBoer? I don't think he would come back. I mean, it's, it's, it's new. He's going to be one of those guys where... If Cooper gets fired, DeBoer is going to get hired. Or if Laviolette gets fired, DeBoer is going to get fired. So, so he's going the high-level teams yeah. to get right back into the playoffs yeah, kind of thing, like he did with San Jose. Like, or he's going to go to, like, Dallas if they don't give Rick Bonus the, the full-time mm-hmm. job. Whoever, whoever gets to him first at the end of the season. Almost like the, how the NFL, the Panthers fired a guy, and boom, like day one of – Black Monday, what they call it in the NFL. That's racist. Dude, I know. Dude got, like, hired. But so it's something. So, okay. So I had actually a potential list. Nazardine. I don't think that Nazardine is going to end up being such a hot commodity. The only place I can think of. What's his nationality? He's French-Canadian. Yeah, but Montreal's not going to get rid of anybody right now. They're not going to do that. Well, that that's the only place I can think of for a head coaching spot, or at least their AHL team. Right. Yeah, but he. I don't think he would do that. No, he. It's it's NHL. It's NHL at this point, especially if he puts together a string. Yes, and I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm with you. I want to see who's out there because you know what. Don't it's, limit it's, yourself. It's nice to go on this run to to kind of prove to yourself. He goes, you know what? The team that Shiro put together, it was good enough. Right. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to do that. I think this team is one of those, Laviolette. I'll say Boucher. Um, I don't want any college coaches. I, I wouldn't mind Montgomery until I find out what the fuck he did in Dallas to get fired. Oh, he's a booze hound. Huh? I didn't say that. Um, allegedly. allegedly. I mean, a Laviolette, a Cooper. I... So No, the big play... college coach is, is the, for... the is guy it... that's coaching the USA junior team. Is it really? See, Sandin, I, I... I think his name is. I, I don't. I think we got burned. By the by, the Heinz kind of thing. Look, look at what the Rangers are going through. They they might be shooting their load a little early, but then again, they stack their team with fucking Panarin and 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 all these other. Yeah, yeah they're they're a good team, but they're a good team. <clears throat> their problem right now is they don't know who the fuck to play in net. Like you have your loyalty to Hank, but then but you got the this other, kid this sitting. Kid's in doing a little. He's doing okay. I, I think if. At the end of the day, if you had to look at your list there, mm-hmm. Nazardine probably gets, depending on how it ends this season, he probably gets the nudge. If, if, he if ma- it's not him, then Blasma, and then Nazardine's the assistant. You think he would? He would take a. I think he would. I don't. I think if he were smart, if we go on a good run, someone will offer him a head coach job, and I don't think Shiro would handcuff him and say well i'm gonna offer you i think you'd be like right, you're, you're deserved you deserve you to get yeah right all right so get in the mind of a uh, la violette right because that there's there's always rumors that they're on the tipping point of of well they firing. came out today and said that he wasn't but that yeah that's today who's the other one why am i going fucking blank here so uh, well if you think of it if it's la violette or cooper right 
just play in the minds of them, right? They get canned or whatever, right? If if Tampa doesn't make the playoffs or, or, or Preds don't make the playoffs or whatever, and they're, they're released of their duties, and they look at a team like New Jersey, okay? I would say, obviously, take the fandom out of it. What Are we attractive enough to a guy like LaViolette I, I, or, I mean, or Cooper? I think so. I mean, LaViolette's got his experience with... With the media, right? He was the Islanders coach for a while, so he's got and that. he played for the Rangers, and he coached PK. If we keep PK, and he was, and he played, for, and he coached the Flyers too, so he knows, you know, the area. He knows the division and whatnot. I just don't know if we have enough of his kind of players. You know, I mean, if you look at Nashville's lineup, yes, their defense is far, 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 far better than ours. Mm-hmm. But as far as their forward lineup, it's it's a little bit like I don't even want to say it's a little bit similar because. Jack hasn't reached his fucking full potential yet, but he's he's starting to almost haul it a little bit. Like he's gaining so much confidence, he's getting a little cocky. That's fine, but his problem is is he weighs one hundred and ten pounds. Soaking wet. Somebody fucking sneezes on him, or there's a somebody turns the air conditioner on. If he skates by that corner in two oh nine too much, where there's a draft, he might get knocked over. Good point. Good point. So I guess my question is like, are are we sexy? And look. Are we sexy enough? I don't think it comes down to team-wise anymore for these coaches. I think it legit comes down to, because, you know what, even if a coach thinks we're a shitty team in this press conference, he's going to come out and say, yeah. I'm excited for the challenge to you know build this team up to the fine championship that they once had. Yada, yada, and yada. even if he isn't, if they think that we're a good team, they're going to do the opposite and say, you know, this is a great team that just needs something to get over the hump. I'm hoping I'm the guy there, da, 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 da. That's all I want. All I want is a coach that can come in and show because we're going to be a young team. You take Green out of our lineup next the end of next year. You take Zajac out of our lineup, and the oldest guy on our team is going to be like Paul Mary. PK and Paul Mary are going to be like what thirty two, thirty three. It's and then you're going to have. He sure is still going to be in his 20s. Hall, I mean, uh, Hughes is going to be in his early 20s. I, I Boquist. Really, I really do hope that they re-sign Hughes, too. Just, I think, I, I think this year is a culture shock to him. Oh, it's an adjustment. He, he loses his coach. He loses his best friend slash mentor slash greatest player on, on his team in the span of four weeks. Lost his roommate because he was living with Schneider. <laughs> that, that started the snowball. Look, look at it. He's probably sitting there going, God, I'm, I'm in like, you know, month six of my contract, and I feel like I'm 30. <laughs> Whatever doesn't kill you, kid. That's all you te- keep telling yourself. No, you know what's No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. You know what I have a regrets about? Fucking four-year contract to Miles Wood. Fucking Mr. It's Mr. Ma- crash test dummy. It's manageable, though. That's the thing. Somebody would be willing to look at his speed when it comes to us. So he is an asset. He's pulled the reins back a little bit on the whole. Like, I have I have two hall set plays. I'm either gonna fucking bum rush the goalie, or I'm gonna take the puck and and you know skate in the corner and then skate behind the net and then lose the puck and then back check and take a stupid penalty. Yeah, yeah, he still does that one. But outside of the whole, like he just absolutely rushes like like Speedy Gonzalez. He's that's racist. He's toned it back. 
but yes, he still takes the dumb penalties. Yeah. At least one a game. Just, but he yeah. takes them at the worst or fucking time. time. So some, some somebody, whether it's us, the next head coach, or whoever, straighten him out. He's look. He scored twenty goals. He did, but he did it in his first year where goalies didn't know a how fast he was and what he was doing now he's playing with jack hughes and jack hughes is giving him fucking like amazing passes to score and it's woods like oh wait yeah i should probably put my stick down or you know what i'm gonna pass it back to him asshole shoot the fucking puck (laughs) if he's passing it to you he can't shoot (laughs) i the fucking the game against the Bruins. I worked New Year's Eve, so I didn't couldn't get to the game. So I'm sitting there watching the second and third period. I don't know how many times I fucking screamed at the TV, "Fucking shoot!" Like I knew the pass was coming because they shifted their body a little bit. No, shoot! Boom, pass, turnover. All right, let's give a a speculation. Obviously, with some other trade things that came down, but um, apparently a website was rumoring. And I'll spell rumoring like they do in Canada. R R U M O O A R A whatever. Um Are you going to the mall later? Yes. <laughs> um Devil's looking for a defenseman from the Buffalo Sabres, potentially dangling PK Subban. We discussed it via text message earlier today, and we were thinking, ah, Subban for maybe Ristolina and Bogosian would yeah. be a They both asked for their to be traded. So I mean I would have to see money-wise, because I don't think either of them are making... Both of them together are probably making what PK makes. We can so get rid of Carrick Mueller or Tennyson or whoever. Oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck who. Get over of all three of them. The three-headed Should disaster. Should fucking Mueller on the goddamn Polar Express. <sighs> Holy shit, man. Yeah. There was a play in that game, one of those games, and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would do that. I mean, if if you were to get Rasmus Rousselin and, and Zach Bogosian, even if they play four and five in your lineup and you got rid of Subban, you, you put Green with Rousselin, you put Bogosian with Severson, Severson and then you you can put Carrick and, and Butcher together as your you know your, your third pairing, your third pairing. and it solidifies things. I mean, or Vatanen, put Vatanen and, yeah. and uh, what's his name Green together, and then you take Bogosian and and Severson and Butcher and, and Butcher, Butcher together. I, it's you have to have stability on D. I think that's our biggest weakness. You gotta and, have, and you he gotta have you gotta have a good D. That's <laughs> what she said. That she. All right. So let's go over the quick uh, Taylor Hall thing stuff. So him and oh man, it was the Blake Spears trade, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was that conditional third round trade. <laughs> so we kept fifty percent of Taylor Hall's contract, which is about what three million, three million. or whatever. Uh, and Blake Spears sent him to Arizona for uh, Nick Merkley. A Who forward. was a first round pick? Uh, Nathan Schnar. Schnar. Schnar dog. <laughs> Schnarf. Schnarf. Uh, <laughs> it's another forward. Uh, the big uh, one of one of the big uh, gets in the trade defenseman Kevin Ball. And big in apparently the, every sense of the word because the guy is like six foot eight. 
NHL.com put out a thing because of the um, the World Juniors that are going on. <laughs> And every devil fan is like, you know, everybody's like, oh, he fucking sucks. What do you get? And all of a sudden you read or listen to what they're talking about and you're all like salivating going, holy shit. Well, just remember, like defensemen, A, they take longer to mature because think about Larson. He was okay his freshman year, rookie year. Then he got the board. Then he got, you know, his second year was he got a little bit more playing time. And by his third year, he was our best defenseman that gave us the ability to trade for Taylor Hall. So when you look at a guy like this, this ball kid, he is six foot eight. He's 18 years old, 19 years old. Wait till he fills out a little bit. Yeah. Like Chara was awful when he first came in the league with the Islanders. He was horrible. And I think every one of us that's a devil fan would be jumping up and down if we were to have Chara in his prime. So I'm not saying this kid's going to become Chara. But, but you, you, you have, have an to 18 be patient. Year, an 18-year-old who's almost 7 foot going to fill out. There's already a profile of him basically annihilating people with huge hits. And, and he's playing else. in the World Juniors with Ty Smith. So now you're getting some kind of chemistry in that again. Ooh. Nick Merkel Nick Merkel is a good player. Guess what? In the mix, 1-1. One, one. <laughs> PK. Oh. <laughs> Hip hop parade. Um, a oh. 2020 first round pick. And by the way, Arizona is going so far. We're going to have uh, at least probably one high pick. Well, they, th- that first round pick is also protected. If it's in the top three? If it's a top three pick. I don't think they're they're not going to be doing top three. I, I, I don't, don't know with their tailspin right now, and they do have Taylor Hall, Wait, who is the Taylor. lottery specialist. <laughs> you mean their Taylor Hall spin, right? <laughs> and a twenty twenty one conditional third, which means it goes to a second if the Coyotes win around. It goes to a first if they win around, and Taylor Hall resigns. Yeah. Um, we're probably going to get a second round pick. Yeah, if they make the playoffs. Then again, if we get they a third, might not because Taylor Hall's never won a fucking playoff round. And then again, if we get a third round pick, who gives a shit? Yep. That's that's ammo for that, that's ammo for, for a trade for a trade that Shiro is just oozing over. I'm not gonna say where, but whatever. Now everybody Did, will came out and was like, "Oh, the Devils didn't make a good part of this deal." <laughs> it stunk. Yeah, that was a soundbite. <laughs> but when it when you think about it, like. You were not going to get Arizona or who were the other teams? Calgary. You weren't going to get their number one prospects. Because you have... Because you you have a guy who has blatantly come out and said he wants to test free agency. And then he goes to Arizona and goes, it's it's a misconception. And I sit here and I go, really? Because we're jaded. We're jaded after fucking Parisi. Oh, you know, maybe I'll sign here. I really like it here. No, but, he, but he didn't even say that. Hall, he, yeah, Hall said, it, you know, I would consider it. That's all he said. But he but has to say that. Right, he has to say that. That's, that's the issue. But if he would at least have entertained contract talks with the teams that we're getting a first. Like a Colorado that was... Rare. We're getting, right. If, if he went to Colorado and they said... We want to sign you X amount of years. And he was like, okay, cool. I'll sign as soon as I get there. 
we're getting you're getting what we want we're, we're getting, getting that first ones, and yeah. we're getting yeah. Polly Bowen who looks like shit in the world juniors but whatever but look if you're a devil fan and you've already had like two weeks to sit on this and if you're still thinking about it dude get fucking it. go outside all right if you're thinking about it we got nothing for Kovalchuk when no, he left. No, no, we did get something. Debt. Yeah. We got nothing from Parisi when he left. We got nothing from Gomez. We got nothing from Holik. Nothing for Niedermeyer. Nothing for Clarkson. Nothing for Clarkson. You know, when all of I, I these did, guys left. Nothing nothing for Brodor. Let's, let's. Well, that's. Look, nothing for Brodor. <clears throat> we also didn't get anything for uh, Weeks or Clemenson. <laughs> no, but you, you look at it and now you sit here and you go, you know what? At least we got, A, a first-round pick. So let's say that first-round pick is... 10 to 15. 10 to 15. This this draft is supposed to be deep. Right. You either, A, use that pick to... Upgrade. Upgrade with another prospect, or you use that pick to upgrade for a player that some other team is maybe looking for. Or you use that pick and your other first-round pick to move up. So let's say the Devils end up with the fifth and tenth pick. Will a team be willing to take, look, I'm going to give you my fifth pick and I'm going to give you my tenth pick, both in this draft, to move up to two or three? The the consensus pick is the the, the kid who got hurt but is playing again, right? Yeah, Alexis Lafonnier. So... After the after that, is there like a surefire like absolute number two? Yeah, like, there's a couple of them. So okay, so mate, you know, whoever ends up in those spots, then you have to think about would they? Would do they need it? Right. So yeah. like, like if if you know like Detroit right gets up in that into that spot if they fall out of the number want, one, they're gonna take Lafonnier. But if they drop out of that one, they go okay. I can get two more picks for one in a deep draft. Maybe you know it, it I mean? has happened before. Yeah, because you're you're looking you're looking at Eiserman going. Okay, he really wants to rebuild this team. Now you have two more options to rebuild this team when you had one. Yeah, I don't think he would trade the first overall, but first no. Maybe Ottawa will. They're dumb. <laughs> Good luck, Blake Spears. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna end up like uh, like Quinville. Call up, send down. Call up, send down. Stay down. All right, a lot of devils talk. On to some NHL news and notes. <laughs> Tortorella, man. He's going to get fined again. <laughs> got fined 20 grand for bitching about the refs. Well, best line. He, he got. All right. Let's explain it if you didn't know. So there was a delayed call and the Columbus Blue Jacks pulled their goalie. It was the end of the game. The game was tied and. Basically, Chicago touched the puck. The whistle blew, and like a second and a half came off of the clock after the whistle. And he, Tortorella, was screaming, like, you know, like, go check. Go check the fucking clock. Like, check your whistle, blah, blah, blah. And the refs didn't do it. And Columbus ended up scoring, but it didn't count because it was like a half a second after the buzzer. So he flips out. They end up, their goalie, Korpisalov, ends up getting hurt and pulling his groin in the shootout. 
Right. And he goes out and, you know, basically says that the refs are fucking stupid. Toronto's fucking stupid. You know, I don't know why they didn't check it, blah, blah, blah. And he gets fined $20,000. And then after he got fined, he basically says he's going to pay the $20,000 fine in singles, wiping his ass in each one of them. <laughs> Look. I don't like him. For the, there was a certain amount of time between 2009 and 2013 where I don't think any of us liked him for the obvious reasons, but except for 2012. But that's fucking funny. It's a good, it's a good quote. <laughs> and uh, Wisniewski of ESPN uh, tried to do a winner and loser of this. Uh, a winner, kudos to the Blue Jackets coach for taking a stand against poor officiating in the league's enabling of it. Uh, Columbus wins that game against Chicago in overtime if the clock was managed correctly. Uh, the loser, also John Tortorella, because he got fined $20,000 uh, for his comments. But more notable was the sword of Democles hanging over Tort's head. Huh? Whatever. Uh, in the form of an additional $25,000 fine that will be collected if he commits, quote-unquote, a similar act of inappropriate behavior before December 29, 2020. This is the first delayed fine that uh, Wisniewski can uh, recall from the NHL. Uh, like, it's probation. Uh, you keep yourself clean. You won't be back in NHL jail. Uh, he just wishes that Tortorella would pay the $25,000 fine now and show of defiance. <laughs> As if he were paying in the, from a swear jar. Good for Torts. I mean, yep. look, his team got a Good for Torts, John. You know, he's just out there saying what he wants. No filter. That's what this league needs. Okay. Good old John Torrell. Did you watch the outdoor game? Unfortunately, I did not. It was good. Um, I heard Corey, uh, Katy Perry decided to just oh fucking throw them bows. He took the biggest and every, I said it to my wife. And I said, man, that is the fucking worst walk of shame. Yeah, <laughs> every, and everybody said that was look. Ever. If you don't, if you don't know what an, what the um, outdoor games are like, it's basically pick a. If you a don't college, know what the outdoor game is, what the fuck are you doing listening to this podcast? The wrestling portion. <laughs> <laughs> Think of a big, huge college football stadium, baseball uh, field, whatever. Think of the WrestleMania runway. <laughs> Slap that ice rink right in the middle of everything, and going to dugouts or, or what have you is where you have to come in and out. That's a long, long so walk. He got thrown out two minutes and 50 seconds into the game and had to walk from basically center field in a stadium. To the dugout. To the dugout, to, you know, through leave. the end zone. <laughs> to, to leave. To leave. And it was just, I felt bad for him. Like, somebody what? said that he had his meeting today, and it's like, the, the NHL should just be like, Look, we were going to suspend you, but that walk is showing us enough for you. So. <laughs> yeah. It was a good game because the ice was good. Yeah, that's and you know what? For Dallas, right? They Dallas, said, Texas. I think they said that the temperature was somewhere like in the high 40s. Not too bad. It wasn't sunny. Right. It was perfectly cloudy. And and what is it? How many years of, of doing this? Is it like 15 years or something like that? Since 2008, I think, was the first the first winter classic. So you the think Crosby about it, one? between that and today, the the whole refrigeration aspect of how this is played and, and the science behind it. It look if you can go into fucking Los Angeles, right? Yeah, but and and put a game and and put a hockey game in L.A. where 
apparently it doesn't rain or never really oh it snowed a little recently but there's there's no weather global warming in, fake news <laughs> all right cheeto in charge but uh, i'll tell you what i i want to see the ratings because if the ratings do well it was a second uh second largest um crowd album. crowd right. yeah but rating wise i want to see what it was on tv because if it was big ratings you're gonna see more games in southern climate. Yeah, because people come out for it. Yeah, but hey, when look, you look at a winter classic, uh, Jan one, who wasn't there? Blackhawks weren't there. Oh, thank God, the fucking Capitals weren't there. The Penguins weren't there. And I like the, the Capitals jerseys. The Nationals jerseys were really, really sharp. Um, there's talk now of next year, or there, or it was confirmed by uh, Gary Batman. <laughs> Uh, Gary, uh, who's... we're gonna we're gonna play the game in, uh, in in Minnesota, you know, in Target Field. Target. Yeah, it's it's gonna be great, great. Weather's not gonna be because that's is that outdoor. Yeah. Or is it a dome? That's where the Twins play. Yeah. No, there's no dome. That, that was the previous hmm. stadium. Can you... Who do you have them play? I want to say it's got to be a Canadian team. <laughs> I don't know what those fucking geese are playing. Yeah. Kusev must have scored. Check this. No. <laughs> but I, I would say it's going to be, it's got to be a Canadian team. It would have been great if Dallas played Minnesota and they both wore Stars jerseys. Maybe, maybe the Dallas uh, Stars. I'm sorry. I should listen to Dave. <laughs> you know who should listen to you? Jeremy fucking Roenick. Look. Okay. I don't even think what he said was bad, but no. I get what happened, why no. it happened. So he basically goes on a, was it a podcast? He went on Spitting Chicklets. And goes on a rant about him, his wife, and Catherine Tappan, the, our, our, our uh, Catherine Tappan. Um, Ooh, yeah, she helps we're, we're, win the draft lottery every year. <laughs> she, she is the dress-wearing Taylor Hall, whatever for us. So thank you, Catherine Tappan. Um, apparently talking about threesomes. See, it, it's not, and I remember listening to it because I was, the last time, we, I don't know if it was this podcast or the, or the other one, one, I listened to it leaving here. Right. And I said, I was listening to it and I'm like, all right, I know what he's saying. Like, you know, he was on a vacation, one of those all-inclusive kind of places with his wife and her best friend, right. Catherine Tappan. And everybody's and said, looking. Everybody's looking at me. With these two incredibly hot blonde chicks. So he's playing the role. And of he says, I played it up. Yeah. I didn't deny what people were thinking. He goes, but he goes that what got him in trouble was, you know, but it would be pretty amazing if it did happen. I mean, it never is going to happen, but I can imagine what would happen if it did. And that's what got him in trouble. Because he took a co-worker and put her in a uncomfortable position. position. What, like the back of a Volkswagen? That's from Clerks. Is it? Yeah. So More he's in, he's suspended indefinitely. I I highly doubt he's ever. He'll be me, fine. He'll he'll come back. He'll something. come back and he'll make some apology, half-assed apology, like everyone no, else. Does. And he'll apologize to her because nobody. And and that's the thing. Like if you follow Spitting Chicklets and you follow him on Twitter and and whatnot nobody made a fucking stink about it. Nobody. Like, there was no, like, oh, Jeremy shouldn't have said that. It was it was more like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get why he, as a guy, but 
then when Catherine Tappan came out and said something like I was whatever. It's the thing is, is I'm sure that if it was Jeremy Roenick and Catherine Tappan and his wife, and he made those jokes with just the three of them in private. Yucks all around. Laughs all around. But because it went public Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, if if we're going to punish everybody for telling a story like that, nobody's going to go on spit and chicklets. Like, the, the Scott Gomez was on it this week and I, I talked about it already, but he like throughout the whole thing, he's talking about how like he was hammered and I was driving or Colin white was smashed and crashed into a woman's car. You know, like what now ever, the, the fucking mad is going to go after them. Mothers against drunk driving for something they did 20 years ago. It's, it's, it's in that, it's in that Me Too movement, that cancel culture movement. It's the, I'm going to nip this in the bud. And the fact that this happened so soon after all these coaches. And, yeah, there and, was, he, he, he was caught in a perfect storm. Yep. Ovi skipping the All-Star game? Good. Who cares? <laughs> at, at, at this point, right, when, when players are, are utilizing an option and don't care about being suspended for a game, right, afterwards... Right, it makes his life easier. Why? Why don't you just start changing what brings players to the All Star Game, and not just letting all the superstars and do it by points, by goals, by what? It, do something to change it because you know what? <clears throat> I don't know where the All Star Game is this year. Is it St. Louis? St. Louis. Okay, so they're on a they're on a Stanley Cup hangover and all that kind of shit. Hey, Palms is going. Nico's in a vote. Good for he us. He ain't going. <clears throat> uh, probably, what's his name? Uh, Zabinajad from probably the Rangers probably would go over Nico anyway with his yeah. fucking like seventeen thousand hat tricks this year. But the thing with the All Star Game is, it's, everybody's like, "Oh, he's not going. He's going to disappoint the fans." One, if you're a fan of the NHL, you could give two flying fucks about the All Star Game. Out of all the sports, the only uh, I'll, I'll it's it's between the NFL and NHL for which uh, All Star Game I'll watch less. I could care less. I would I'll, ra- I'll watch this the competition the night before. And even that's gotten fucking stupid. Like, it used to be awesome. It'd be like the hardest shot, the fastest skater, and then it would be like the relay race with the pucks, cool. And, but now it's like, oh, we're going to pass. Let's show how they can pass into these little nets. I don't care about that. It's hard. I get it. I play the game. I understand how hard it is to do that shit. And the, and the, the sharpshooting. Those were the best things, mm-hmm. and now they're changing it to like make it more like, oh, look, it's so more interactive. Nobody gives a fuck. You know what? They, if they really want to do something, bring back fucking glow puck. No, if you want to do something, have each team take that weekend, have each team do a skills competition in their home rink. We've talked about this. Have each team do it, and then compare, and whoever the top five fastest skaters are, go to the All-Star game. And whoever the top five sharpshooters, hardest shot, blah, blah, blah. And they all go to the All-Star game. They do the skills competition. That's it. No game. You don't need to do a three-on-three. That's it. It's They've ruined the three-on-three in the All-Star game because they do three-on-three in the overtimes. Yeah. It lost its... Uh, now they're talking about doing, like, in the future... Like U.S. and World. U.S. and the World. Again, they did that already. If you're going to do something like it, then you might as well Seven shut Olympics. it down for a week. Send them to the Olympics. And do an Olympics or do a World Cup. Or, or, just 
fucking shut the league down for two weeks. That's yeah. it. There, there's more to that. We'll talk, talk about that on a future show. I was talking about that today with somebody about the Olympics and why it doesn't work for the NHL. It doesn't benefit the NHL. Stay tuned. Spoiler alert. All right, got a couple of trades. Canadians acquired defenseman Marco Scandella from the Buffalo Sabres uh, in return for a 2020 fourth-round pick. Which was originally San Jose. Do you know that Sabres then acquired forward Michael Frolik in exchange for that same fourth-round pick that they just got from San Jose slash Montreal. Montreal Canadiens traded Mike Riley to the Ottawa Senators in exchange for a 2021 fifth-round pick and minor league Andrew Sturtz. Exciting. All of these trades done to squash are wanting to shed P.K. Subban's $9 million salary to shore up our own defensive end. But, hey, he scored tonight. He's in the mix. Mm. World Junior Tournament news. I haven't really been paying too much attention to it. Uh, I know oh, I, got, we, got, we got knocked out today, right? Yeah. Um, we're not good. We, as in the U.S., are not good at these. Um, we're not good at losing, I'll tell you that, because they got dirty at the end of the game did they well you know who else isn't isn't good at losing uh the rangers number two pick lars anderson or whatever the hell his name was yeah he's less uh lias anderson uh, whatever uh he's he's a lias time in for the rangers apparently yeah dude walks away because he's doing piss poor in the uh in the ahl he just didn't he thinks he should be in the nhl okay well show it in the ahl blow them light them up he doesn't so guess what, kid? He's gonna. Get, he asked for his trade. Cool. Cool. Would Would you? No. No. Send them. Why send. do we need another Pavel Zaka? No. How high of a pick? We don't need he? another center. He was a. He was a top. I want to say he was like the seventh or eighth pick. Two Two drafts ago, right? Yeah. No thanks. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, Alexis Lafonnier was injured in the game, and it looked nasty. I thought he fucking broke his knee, or at least a high ankle sprain. Although he played today and scored a goal and had like two assists, he's good. He's good. <laughs> he looks, he looks like a man. No, no, he's not the man. Dude. He's not the man. The fucking man. <laughs> the fucking man. Uh, he looks like I'm trying to think of like. He kind of looks like a smaller. Parisi-like player. Okay. I think he would, he's a winger. I thought he was a center. They say he could play both. But if he played wing, I wouldn't mind having you him. You mentioned a Parisi kind of thing. Does he have net presence? Yeah. He he goes so, to the net. So. That's how he got hurt, going to the net. Oh. Uh, does it hurt? I, I had a question here. Does it hurt his At projected the time? number one overall pick by him not playing? I, well, he came back, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> all right. So let's just say he blew out his leg. <clears throat> needed to re- do rehab. He'd be ready to go somewhere in training camp. That he right? would slip. He would slip down. Just like that other guy. Uh, oh, the guy with the broken foot that... Uh, the right? broken Achilles tendon. And yeah, he fucking to hobbled. the Kings. Yeah. <clears throat> How, any news on him? I, I haven't really... I don't, know. I don't even remember who it was. I uh, All I remember is Co- Kofi got caught. Yeah. Isn't it funny how like that whole thing went down? Isn't it's like, it ironic? They, by the way... Think? By the way, she's touring again. Sirius XM on Lithium did her whole concert she did at uh, the Beacon, I think it was. Oh, so they just played Jagged Little Pill? Yeah. The whole the, album? Live. She can still belt it out, and I fucking sang every goddamn song. Cool. Let's, let's go Let me know when you get your period like you did in high school listening to that. 
<laughs> I want you to know that Rob's you? really gay for you. Hey, hey, hey. Not that there's anything wrong with Thank that. Thank you. Uh, the Russian team, they fucking Russian. spanked Team Canada. And during oh, the, the kid didn't take off his helmet. The, yeah, ba- How Barrett did you not Hayden know that? Didn't take off his helmet. And I liked that the fucking Russian player, like during the anthem, like was going to skate over and be like, and the ref stopped him and he was like pointing. So then after the anthem was over and they do the handshake. They totally avoided him, right? Like seven or eight of the Russians like did the whole like, oh, I'm going to run my hands through my hair and not shake him. And the captain of the Russian team like looked him dead in the fucking eye and was like, take your fucking helmet off next time. <sighs> but I, I don't understand. Look, it's not like we're all sitting up in the stands and you forget to take your hat off and you have 10, 000, you know, 10 people going, take your, your fucking hat off. off. Down in front. <laughs> I mean, you're on the ice. You warmed up with something on your head. No, what he he gave the excuse that like he was basically after the game, he was in his head as captain of Team Canada, trying to figure out where it went wrong and just zoned out. I get it. That's fine. People people handle loss, especially when it comes to playing and being athletes. People handle it different ways. Some people sit there and are in like a fucking Dahmer like daze. Emotional during uh, national anthem time, yeah, some like people, getting you ready for the game. Yeah, some. This is after the game. Oh, they I'm play sorry. the anthem after the game. Uh, so oh, it sorry. made the kid look like a fucking poor loser. That's why they. Yeah, but still, to to have a, literally to have a Russian do anything, look you dead in the eye, and basically threaten you. Can you imagine that, that, that Russian Your captain? Your body be missing. That, that Russian captain gets on an NHL team. This kid gets drafted in that first game. Oh, it's going to be a fight. Boom. And a lot of people made the, the thing like, oh, the kid made a mistake. And a lot of people turned around online and were like, if somebody kept their helmet on during the fucking Canadian National Anthem. Nico, 2-1. If someone kept their oh, helmet yeah. on during the Canadian National Anthem after they won... It would have been fucking World War Three. It's true. True. That's that. Um, it's a new I, decade, Rob. Did you know that? It's a new decade. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's damn true. So uh, you decided to put here a... What would be our top five decade players from the aught 10 to the aught 20? And then we have that old good old debate. Is this really the start of the decade? Or is it next year? So, um, what are you singing? The Detachable song by Robbie, oh. Robbie Williams. <laughs> oh, all right. So your top, your top five. I'll go backwards. Ah. I said Oshi just because of the Olympics and his whole fucking celebrating. Yes, and the fact that he went every other shooter. <laughs> yeah, that he went every shooter <laughs> in the Olympics. Hey Oshi, you're up again. Well, I just, I just went six, sixteen times. Go again, kid. And do the same move three times and still score on the guy. <laughs> Who do you got at number five? I got McJesus. Uh, yeah, just he's a good one. For the simple fact of he plays all 19 positions on the ice every game. <clears throat> Potentially even head coach and assistants, too. Right yeah. My number four, I went with uh, Tavares. Mm-hmm. He came in as a highly touted prospect. Yes. And he did very well and for himself in Long well Island. And he lived well for himself in, uh-huh. in Long Island. And then Long Island. he basically changed 
the free agency with the, I'm going to be in LA in this office. All of you come to me or I'm only going to let a couple of you come to me. See now. And that's exactly what fucking Taylor Taylor and cheese. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? And you look back on it and all that kind of stuff. In the moment that he said, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really inspired by what Tavares did," and I sit there and I go, "We're dead." <laughs> that and and then I sit there and I go, "You are not Tavares." Yeah, he wins. <laughs> you spent games. you spent four years with us and basically had no 82 game seasons. You yeah. your MVP season was barely a, a good amount. Anyway, uh, my number four came in as a whole St. Louis Blues team, worst to first. How many other teams have done that? It's true. So it, the whole team gets my number four. My number three is Ovi. Not you could argue that he could be one, but no, it's he. It was it was a culmination of the fact that, and my Ovi was number two, but um, the fact that he said he spent how many years in this league, and he's only won once, and yet everybody was like, he has to win a cup. Yeah, everybody wants him. <laughs> To win a cup. Win a fucking cup. And, and now we won, it. and I could care less. Man, it's over. Like it's he over. can he can never win another cup again. And you know what? He'll probably be happy about I, that. I think he would be. Just because it's like, you know what? I got mine. And I got mines. It? I got mines. I got the mines. No, that's Irish. Sorry. I got the mines. I got a... Uh, I put Stamkos as my number three. Why? Wasn't he the first free agent to get a small salary and large bonus as yeah, part of his... A, that's his, Eisenman, yeah. That that whole I, I think I read today that this season I think he's making one million salary, eight and a half bonus. <laughs> it's cool. Carey Price is the same way. Is he? Carey Price I think makes like eight hundred ninety five thousand in salary, and then every year gets a ten million dollar signing bonus. Is that like one fat check you get like Jan one or whenever you the get season a July starts? One, like, July one. Like Kobe got his like December fifteenth. That's why they waited to. The 16th to get rid of him. He's because like, all right, look. Won. He goes, uh, look. I, you I, can I, bench me. I'm st- I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and then he goes, but I'll quit after the 16th when you give me my $5 million. <laughs> yeah, I wish something else would quit too. Uh, like I said, number two is my Ovi. And we both agreed at number one is Sidney Crosby. My number because- two was Patrick Kane. Oh, sorry. Who actually, I believe, is has the most points. points? Yeah, in the, the decade. In the decade. He has like yeah. close to 800 points. Though, what was it? And uh, three cups in six years, right? That that's they, they're, Crosby, Crosby's got to be. I mean, I hate the fucking guy, but look, geez. look, look at what he did. How many years is he in the league now? Same as Ovi since two thousand five. So he's going on fifteen years. At fifty, and at year fifteen, he's still got a pep in his step. They both, yeah, all of them. That's what you look at. All of those guys, all of those guys have that pep in their step. They're older. But they're still kicking in double-digit years. It's crazy. The, the fact that, you know what, the, the Blues and the, and the Blackhawks probably would have been a tie for me at four, considering that um, they won. Pittsburgh, they won three cups, too. So, team, teams of the, de- of the de- decade? Yeah. What, they, what is it called? Dynasties? Yes. Dynasties. Dynasties. On to some professional wrestling. Man, oh man, was this a good news cycle for wrestling. Oh, oh, oh. hold on to your drawers, folks. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that one. Um, Royal Rumble will be 
not changing the format, but changing the format of how their uh, 30-man over the top is going to be. 10 from NXT, 10 from SmackDown, 10 from Raw. I don't like it. Because the best part was the surprise. Yeah. You, you see AJ Co- Styles, surprise. You know, like... Yeah, and I think we've mentioned before, the thing that sucks about surprises now is the stupid internet. Just yeah, but even then, shit. like... It's like, oh, okay. Oh, hey, I didn't mean, know AJ Styles was coming. No. When he came out. I kind of did, but I didn't know he was going to be in the Rumble. But still, yeah, it was it was a good thing to have. You have, like, wrestlers that are returning or something like that. Yeah, I want to see cool. Rikishi. No, I don't. Go, go watch Impact Wrestling for something on, on their version of the WWE Network. Yeah, I... I, I get what you're trying to do with NXT and give them more exposure. But you know no one from NXT is winning the fucking Royal Rumble. Nobody. Not even a Finn Balor because... No, because he's he, I think he's he's the luckiest guy in the fucking WWE right now. Getting he's paid getting... 10 millions of dollars for being in your AAA. Yeah. It's it's like the Corey Schneider. I'm making $6 million to play fucking and Saturday and Sunday. Still fucking sucks. <laughs> um, I'm... I'm can we go back to hockey a little bit? Let's just talk about Corey. I have to go bathroom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go bathroom, he says. The magic of internet, folks. Pause. <laughs> All right. Back from... Apparently, this is now December of 2027. We are back from break. <laughs> I have to go bathroom. I raised my hand. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was teaching. So what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the 10 for 10 for 10. I want the honky-tonk man. Like, I want, like, you know, Coco Beware or, or, or whatever. Not the big like, boss, man. What? <laughs> he did. Um, any, any, yeah, you, you miss. It's, it's almost like how we kind of miss how the Survivor Series was just, like, six matches of five on five that meant nothing in the end kind of yeah. thing. But, yeah, the Royal Rumble is... is, is the Royal Rumble is the best pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you have a couple matches or whatever, and then the Rumble itself. It's like who wins? <clears throat> well, don't they do it now that if like somebody from SmackDown wins, he gets the SmackDown title. If somebody from Raw wins, they get that. And I'm assuming if somebody from NXT, they get. I think it's. Who think it's who's the hottest person? Oh, really? You you pick what you want. You yeah, pick but, who you want to go after. But but right now there's no. Um, free agency anymore so you can't go to you can't go to a show unless they put in this whole like you know executives trading somebody or some yeah, shit true. I, I don't know I who's who's the hottest wrestler right now because you know um, Bray Wyatt's gonna be the champ yeah and you're not gonna be putting um, burn it down no it's gonna be Roman Reigns no yeah. stop that's who's gonna win it <laughs> Stop. And that's who's going to win the belt at WrestleMania against no. the Fiend. Yep. No. You you legitimately ruin Bray Wyatt's gimmick. I agree. If with you that. make if you have him lose in the next I don't know three years, you have to have somebody else who's like if Kane or the Undertaker started their gimmick the day after WrestleMania, that's who kills Bray Wyatt's Fiend. And that's it. You have such a great character. He brought his own stupid belt. Who else? He changed the whole belt. <laughs> now listen, listen, uh, premature fidget spinner. <laughs> <sighs> do, 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 do. 
Um, I don't know who wins. I maybe yeah. it's the, maybe it's that guy from NXT, the big the big black dude that like Vince McMahon was like Keith, raving about. Uh, the fuck Keith Sweat, Keith no. Lee, Keith Lee. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, man, that guy is fucking large, n- large and nimble. Holy shit, doing hurricane rodas and shit. I I I love the Rumble. I've been to the Rumble twice. Mm-hmm. Where were they at? Were they at MSG? MSG and Boston. 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 Okay. Yeah. In the in the Garden. Yeah, Boston. that's the one where fucking Taz came out and beat Angle. See something like that. You want an entrance like that, like a Jericho, like a something. Yep, but there's. There isn't because you don't have a of, spot. I don't, and I don't think there's a guy right now that can they could bring in where Dude, people would fucking pop like that. There's one, and Cena. it's not, and it's no. There's one, and it's not happening. I'll see him. Yeah, he could, but it's not happening. I, I don't care how many people want to Punk. He's not coming back. If you wanted to wrestle, li- literally, okay, he got beat the hell out. Right of WWE with a schedule and this and that and whatever, right? Where would you go to one still have TV exposure and and not wrestle? You go to yeah, AEW. You don't go to Impact. You go to AEW. They wrestle I, once a week and they have like a weekend worth of like um like, uh, what do you call it? House shows. No, they don't do house shows. Uh, they have like um um prep sessions on, on going through everything. It's like like a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or, or like a three day thing. Yeah, but, and then they're free to do whatever the fuck they want. But he also, he's also smart enough to know where the money is. Right. That if he sticks around long enough and people keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it, that sooner or later Vince is going to go. But they've been talking. Every time they go to Chicago, CM doesn't Punk, matter. CM now Punk. he's, by de facto, he is working. He's there. Yeah. He's there. All it now is literally like, Oh, I just came by to take a look at uh, you guys filming WWH backstage. Hey, what would it take for you to... At this point, I think he can go out there and stand at the top of the ramp, do a little speech, and walk out. And, and Right? Considering that he's a Fox employee, he pro- nobody can probably physically touch him. Right? Risk of injury, blah, blah, blah. So he can come out. The WWE can probably use him to come out, talk on a mic, and walk walk out. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that though. But cheap I don't pop. think they'll do that. Cheap pop, buy rates, money, everything. He could still see. Like that's the thing. He could still come out, be on the show, and have like a Brock Lesnar kind of contract where it's all right. I make X amount of wrestling appearances mm-hmm. while I'm still doing my show. So like, let's say. I have, what does Brock Lesnar reasonably make? How many appearances a year? Maybe 18? Maybe. Okay. So I will do 18 <clears throat> wrestling events, whether they're SmackDown, Raw, whatever, pay-per-views, while still doing my show, which could keep my character in the face of people at the same time that I am able to develop a feud with a short-term feud by being on TV, interviewing them almost like fucking the barbershop kind of thing mm-hmm. where I bring Seth Rollins on the show. I get in his face. We push each other. Booker T's got to fucking break us up. That's it. I've had enough. I'll see you on raw. Bang. Now you've got fucking ratings on raw because everyone's going to see CM Punk. 
And then you think about how his attitude is right now, and you that, that that's yeah, that's money. And then there's CM Punk's ego, where it's like, nah. but see, he comes out and does the reverse, where you have some. If I was writing it, you have somebody like Kevin Owens, okay, who's trying to be this Austin-like character now, mm-hmm. and you have him. Bad mouthing Shane all the time. You have him bad mouthing Vince. I deserve my fucking spot. You're keeping me down. This is fucking bullshit. Blah 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 blah. And then you can have Punk come out and just stand there with his arms, like you know. No, and then you have the Royal Rumble, and you hear no chance, and Vince comes out, and everyone's like, "No, it's Vince McMahon in the Rumble." Blah blah. And he grabs the mic and goes, "There's only one person that talked to me like that, and I gave him a chance." And then and he comes out. And now the next Monday, that Monday that comes on, CM Punk starts the show off and everyone, you know, you know, you have fucking Renee or whoever it is out there and you go, how did this happen? How did this? And, and he goes, Vince gave me a bunch of money to come out there. And he's just completely let on it be real yeah. and let it be real. And if you, if this guy <laughs> wants to whine about, you know, not getting his chance or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You, you do something like that. That's your main event at WrestleMania. Absolutely. You, and you don't even need a belt on either of those guys. You make it a a fucking Dude, I would take no I, DQ or no holds barred match. I would take the Fiend and Lesnar as a a one B for the main event. It's gonna be Lesnar and that whoever the fuck he fought in No, they're they're already talking about it. it's not any UFC or any martial arts fighter guy. It, it's 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 a Roman Reigns talk, but I'm just saying, like, if you want to, like, if you want a great WrestleMania, the Fiend and Lesnar, not that it's title for t- even if it's title for title, it's like a double disqualification. It's like time ran out, whatever. That nobody loses a belt, so both of them are happy. And then your main event is Punk and and Owens. I'd I'd buy that. I'll tell you what you do if you're going to do the Fiend <laughs> and Brock Lesnar is like a title versus title, and you want it to end in a DQ. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker. Yeah, the Undertaker comes out, choke slams both of them, shows up next week on Monday, the next night, and goes. I'm already been disrespected, and and you give honestly, it's shitty as it sounds, and he's a fucking old man. Give him another, just one, a short, run. two, two month, three month title run, and let him be Could ended by let let him get over the top on WrestleMania again because two losses at a WrestleMania, or whatever, is like. It's like, uh, let him win one. Yep. And then let it go to like Survivor Series. He doesn't even have to win. He can just go in and, and do it. Yeah. And so he gets that win, air quote win. And then let it go to a Survivor Series. Somebody kills The Undertaker. And guess what happens at WrestleMania? He goes into the Hall of Fame. Done. There you go. Vince, we're fucking available, man. <sighs> yeah. Talk about some AEW. Or you say, is NXT a premiere show for the W? No. It is right now. It's the best writing, writing storyline show because it, it's real. It's not. It's not. Oh, let's do the. How many times do I have to see a marriage? How many times do I have to see a marriage in wrestling? Nothing. Nothing can beat Randy Savage and Elizabeth. And Elizabeth. Nothing. The the whole Edge and Lita. Uh, what about Chuck and Chuck and Billy? <laughs> <laughs> What about Triple H and Stephanie and Test? Like I said, nothing will ever beat Savage, Miss Elizabeth. And by the way, Miss Elizabeth should be in the fucking Hall of Fame. 
Thank you. None of this fucking NWO. Three out of three out of NWO. Three out of four people in the NWO, and your most important fucking one. You fired him two weeks into SmackDown. The fucking Xbox shit. He's he's a DX guy. He's not an NWO guy. Just let's just nip that in the bun. Um, AEW's ratings start to slide a little. Jericho had a little talk. Yeah, apparently the the tag the Lutra. Yeah, the brothers Lucha Brothers are a little lax. They're a little there. they're a little uh, wild. They don't believe in tags. We're <laughs> staying on the outside. It's I, like when you play a video game version of wrestling. <laughs> there's, and, a, there's a glitch. And no, yeah, I'm like <laughs> their fucking game. Did you hear about that? The new one, the 2020 that just came out. I've I've heard there's glitches. I just don't, I don't know. The where glitches the, are the whole game is like not playable. Like the fucking. You'll body slam somebody into the ropes and they'll just like wiggle and get stuck and not be able to move. So it's like really terrible QA work. Yeah. And they f- fixed the patches so that it's playable. When it turned to 2020, the game wasn't prepared for it to be 2020. None of it works. <laughs> None of it works. Like people would log on to play it and it would just say there's an error. Oh, so it had a, it had a Y2J error. Yeah, it had a Y2J error. <laughs> wow. Um, look. Obviously, I'm, I'm I'm big on AEW. Um, again, they're they're new, right? They're they're starting out. They're trying to build a fan base. They're actually coming to Newark. They are. Right? I let Jay know too, and Jerry's like, are, you know, like, is it watchable? Like, he's not a big. He's like, he's a WWE dude. True blue and yeah. red. He's he's yeah. So I'm sitting there going, if if the tickets are good enough on a Wednesday night, I'd go. Yeah. Somebody showed a picture of Raw the other night, right? Where, like, I guess half the arena, like, wherever the cameras are, like, behind that, like, like two people will sit in there, right? Somebody would show the same picture of AEW. Well, fucking AEW sucks, but they can't even, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, you can do that anywhere. But you also have to look at where AEW is playing. They're playing like, we're in West Virginia. Like, who the fuck is going to wrestling in West Virginia? Again, they're taking... They're taking the WCW route of doing, it's it's Chitlin Circuit. <laughs> it's it's all that South, you know, it's Turner Broadcasting, uh, wrestling area. Now there's they're they're starting to branch out, and I still believe that if you start signing some mid tier guys, like if a Cesaro gets cut, if a Sheamus gets cut, Luke Harper, Luke Harper got cut, right? If you cut these guys and bring them in, and you give them something similar. There's a name to go with it. Not that I don't want to see Jericho every week because he's entertaining. It's not that I don't want to see Moxley every week. He's entertaining. They have people who are entertaining. But when you look at the card, they have these guys that are like low-level guys that you've never heard of, but they're great in the ring. That's yeah. fine. But And then you throw in a women's match. And like three-quarters of the people you don't know, you have this like 300-pound chick who's like all muscle fighting this... 12 pound 12 pound Asian, Asian chick. chick who's a champ and you go this isn't real <clears throat> you know she could like punch you in the you know what there, and, and the thing that AEW has going for it is its two main storylines which is Jericho and right now it's like Moxley mm-hmm. and it's Cody and his whole like grasping the control and getting help, and everyone kind of wants to either kiss his ass to get to the top or 
go after him to prove their... So with that, with him, quote-unquote, hiring Arn Anderson, I guess it's been made official that he's now in AEWs because, you know, his probably non-compete went out. <laughs> well, he came out, what, like three months ago. Did he? Yeah. So you have that as being his manager. Now, Tully Blanchard is, is managing, and I forget the, uh, the kid's name, but he's, I think it's the, the um, who's the guy in, uh, his gimmick in WWE was the, the 10. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I forgot about. his name. All right, so you have, now you have Arn Anderson, you have Tully Blanchard. Rumor has it, Ric Flair's contract ended yesterday, whatever, allegedly, with WWE. Right, he didn't renew it, or there was no news about him renewing. It. I didn't look on on Twitter or anything. So, you have to think thirty, sixty, to ninety days, right? So that's a couple months. You could you could tease it. You you want to bring in some ratings right around WrestleMania time. You got to bring in some ratings if Ric Flair is available. Obviously, the name Ric Flair is his. Nature Boy he is. He might his. not even have a no compete because he's probably on a Legends. He's court. on a Legends. Yeah, he is. So, okay. So you bring him in. You Maybe you team him up with an MJF. Yeah, MJF's good, too. He's got to tighten up. MJF reminds me of The Rock right after the Nation of Domination. The pudgy. Little, Where, little, he's, 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 before he's, the lipo rock. He's, he's a pudgy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got great mic skills. He's got charisma. And then you go like. He's got to tighten it up a little. Come on, get, get, it up. get the get the ab thing going. The yeah. Suzanne Summers. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Put on the ab belt. Um, no, it, it would be good. I just I really don't want to see Ric Flair wrestle. He apparently he's been cleared for bumps, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that either. You can, you, but you bring you have Arn, you have Tully, right? You bring in Rick with MJF. All of a sudden, you need one more Barry Windham. Right, you've kind of recreated a four horsemen in AEW, and whether you want to take that and then go against Jericho's group, yeah. But then you have the what's it called, the elite, the the, the fucking sadomasochistic. Uh... You have the the young bucks, <laughs> yeah. But the Omega buck. and and Cody is is that really that's a... kind of like that little click? Like, is it my only issue with AEW right now is they keep. It's like they're starting yeah. to form these clicks. There's this yes. faction, the inner circle. Yeah. There's the, the, the young buck faction. And then there's this other group of guys. Now I haven't watched it enough to pay attention. The guy with the black masks. Yeah, and, yeah. Like those guys. It's look, but like, I mean, if you really want to go at it, right. You, you go that four horsemen. She route, you give right? name. Rec- he gives them name recognition. Right. And you can take, you can take on Jericho's thing. And even if you lose, right. Do they own the four horsemen name? Um, me? No. I highly doubt they own that name. But they brought it with them from, I think, the NWA days. Yeah, but I don't think they own it. Because, remember, Vince owns the NWA. Oh, he, well, he owns the, the whole the, WCW. All the yeah. Trademarks and stuff. Hey, you figure something out. You, you could do something. I, I but, tell you what you do. You bring him in, and you try to get you try to get guys, like you said, like Cesaro, Dolph Ziggler. Wh- whoever's that, whoever's a... Whoever's a mid card in 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 W in WWE who would be main eventers anywhere else and you ROH it, so Impact AEW anywhere I would New take, Japan I would take as many WWE guys as you can get and if I'm Ric Flair I'm the manager of the Millionaires Club. Yeah, 
that impact and you make that. them right yeah. but you make them the heel just like or you come up with another name where it's like you do something yeah where like we came from up north to show you guys what real wrestling is against folks who are trying to put on real wrestling yeah it's Yes, so that's what I mean. You take. You need us. You need to name. make this show. That's what you you, and that's yeah. exactly you make heel Ric Flair. Yeah, because face Flair is is not Flair. I think Flair, like if you look at his in, the entire of his whole career, I gotta say, heel to face, it's got to be ninety ten. Yeah, got to be ninety ten. You make it like. They come in in fancy suits and their limo yeah. and their jet flying and it's, you know, like we're the, we're here to help your show. Yeah, not like a, like an outsidersy kind of gimmick, but you have a point but to fancy. It. Yes, like suits yeah. and yes, you take your WWE money, you buy the best suit you can, <laughs> and but you buy a little bit of the bubbly, and then so you just Jericho's think, stock right. goes up, and then you think of Jericho mingling with them. Like, or, no, hey, do you have ego. that list still where he can poke fun at yes. what they did? Yes. And they can poke fun at him. Yeah. Like, didn't you used to have a ponytail up here? It, be, yeah. He, Jericho opened that door with that, that whole list thing or whatever he was talking about. Yeah, he did. Um, Goldberg apparently half-assed apologizes for putting Bret Hart's career to an end. <laughs> yeah, in that, that podcast, the Stone Cold podcast. You know what sucks about that? I cannot find um just the audio. I want to find you. I don't want to I don't want to get on the WWE network. I want to listen to the to the Stone Cold Undertaker thing cuz you never heard the Undertaker talk. Right. Now hey fab. Look at you David. <laughs> David's bringing out the dictionary. Dictionary. <laughs> but apparently he said like he goes, I know that Brett is really upset with me about how it all ended. And he goes, I wish to God that, you know, I was able to to pull that kick back more. You know, he goes, but what Rick, did he actually, I forget. Did he like kick like a, um, he like, like fucking, a garbage can lid no, or something? Like he like fucking super kicked him in, in the head. Yeah. Oh, like he did the walking away and then turn like, around running. No, just walking away <laughs> where. His back was to Brett's face, and then he just kind of like swung on his leg and fucking right like dead square in the fucking chin. So, so let's put it this way. So the ex-football guy. And he admitted. He goes, look, he goes, I, he goes, I, I didn't want to do it. He goes, it, it was a difficult move. And he goes, neither one of us practiced it kind of situation. And he goes, I wish to God. He goes, I, I didn't do it. He goes, you know, he goes, you grow up watching wrestling and he goes, you grow up in this business and Bret Hart, the Hart family is, and he goes, he goes, it it bothers me that people think that I did it intentionally. And he goes, you're wrestling. These people's lives are in your hand. You're not going to intentionally try to hurt somebody. Just like when once his name broke uh, stone cold's neck. Yeah. With the stupid fucking D'Lo dropped (laughs) draws on his head and made him paralyzed. We're all in heart. No, I'm sorry. Speaking of careers that are paralyzed. <laughs> Analyzed? What? what? I don't want to get anal about this guy. <laughs> you know, that's really a dick I move. I thought his gimmick really sucked to begin with. Sucked <laughs> big dick. But... <clears throat> Boy, is 
this guy's fucking career just get weirder and weirder. Done. D U N done. Bum? B U N. B U N. Butt stuff. <laughs> Butt sex. Lars Sullivan has made a lot of news recently. Newts. Newts. <laughs> Newts. News. News. You got it. News. I got you. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> Look, I don't want to. I don't want to blow the whole story for this <laughs> gimmick. That uh, I don't know if it's a gimmick. He's, don't start laughing now. You'll shoot your load. <laughs> <laughs> Very premature of you, David. You like that, don't you? <laughs> it's a callback. What, what is this? A <laughs> mano, all mano thing. Okay, so Lars and Lars Sullivan. Was his finisher the pile driver? <laughs> <laughs> He's the only guy smiling during a Bronco Buster. Why does he have his mouth open during fucking stink face? <laughs> He's doing it, Jr. He's going for the rim job. <laughs> Hello, ladies. What? Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. That's wrong. <laughs> so first, Lars Sullivan came into, had an issue uh, apparently with uh, homosexuals. At first, he had anxiety issues about going out. Did he? To the ring. Yeah, that was the big thing. Like when he got called up that he had anxiety about. He, he got fucking cold feet right before <laughs> the curtain. Yeah, you know, Viagra doesn't fix everything. And and then you know he gets he gets basically called out for the whole you know homosexual Homo- rants and then, and then he killed years his, ago not like he, recent years and ago. then he killed his Twitter account for a little bit then news was coming back that he's his coming over over his knee injury and now he's going to be wrestling soon and then some wrestling fan finds <laughs> out that he just on a whim there I are guess. there are total <laughs> totally like. If we could have our first interview, I want to find the guy <laughs> who f- or girl who found, who found the men's erotic movie starring Lars, a young Lars Sullivan. A young Lars Sullivan. Now, see, I said when I first saw the picture, I go, it may look like him, but I wasn't 100% sure. And now, uh, apparently, it's <clears throat> snowballed. To- <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting. Sorry. Um, apparently, he was in gay porn. Some Not that there's fan? anything wrong with that. No. But when you're trying to resurrect your career. You mean erect it? Yes. When <laughs> re-erect his career. It's going to be rock hard to do when you've been in those kind of movies. But to his defense. Mm-hmm. You can go online and see Mickey James. True. You you can see tons of naked pictures of all the female. You can go and buy yourself a Playboy with Sable on in it. And I, it didn't show my... One night in China. Yeah, they, apparently there were two for and China. And Sunny, the sunny side of her. And apparently uh, uh, Shawn Michaels did Playgirl. Yeah. Although I don't sh- I don't think he showed his twig and berries. It was more of a... He didn't show his hick and bottom? No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You and that K Fabi thing. 
I mean, if 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 you want to career, if you want to be fucking um, Randy Orton, a career killer, <laughs> fucking pauses. <clears throat> if you really, really, really want to be a career killer, a la Randy Orton, Lars Sullivan is now. He's taking that on that persona of career killer. He really should have just took the name Meat. <laughs> Team him up with Val Venus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hello, ladies and men. I've got a new tag team partner, not just in the ring. <laughs> and then he goes into his shorts and he pulls out a wet Mr. Sacco. My finish is the rear naked choke. <laughs> All right. So, yes, Lars Sullivan. The real question is who the fuck found this? And I made this joke to you at Christmas, no less, <laughs> and said, like, what? Look, I don't care what you do your business to, yeah. J-O-ing-wise, okay? Whether what, you're male what, or female. What your pleasures would be. Yeah, what your pleasurings will be. But at what point during watching said movie? Yes. I'm assuming without pants on. <laughs> what have you. Or whatever. Um, Let's not judge. Do you go, oh, this is so hot. i this right now. Yeah. Is that Lars Sullivan? <laughs> that, I think it's him. Do you stop? <laughs> or do you like keep watching with the intent of finishing moves? <laughs> or the intent of, I got to see if this is Lars Sullivan. It's it's it blows my fucking mind. Like I watch regular movies and I'm like, oh, that's the guy that was in that thing. Mm-hmm. Never in my. Uh, how do I word this? Video watching lifespan. Yes. In my teenage boy lifespan of watching movies, both yes. on video, DVD, and online, <laughs> did I ever go? That guy was in another movie that I've seen. Or girl. Never went and said, oh, that girl was in uh, Howard Stern's movie. Ah, and now I know who you're referencing. (laughs) Devils win 2-1, 5-2-1 since trading hall. Arizona, 3-4. Wow, Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan has literally fucked himself. How did he not have... How was he able to hide this? Like, how is there not someone in the WWE just... Whoever found him is firing the fucking internet. Whoever found him to say, hey, Vince, you got to sign this guy is fired. So fired. Do you bring him back as a gay nope. porn star? Nope. You, you, no, you cut, you, you, you nip it at the tip and you let it go. Just the tip? Just the tip. And you let Do it you go. make his finishing move the money shot? I'm plowing through <laughs> this like ever before. Yeah. Do you think he's Hall of Fame worthy? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he'll be at the AVNs next year, hosting? I don't know, but his fucking theme music should be, oh, what a rush. I think What's-His-Name was in a porn movie, too. Oh, God, who? But he was straight porn. Um, Luther Reigns, remember Luther Reigns, the wrestler? Big, Mm, tall, muscular, bald guy. Name sounds familiar. I think he was in porn, too. So according to a WWE poll they had, 
who was the most overrated superstar in WWE history? That's a good list. Names from the bottom to the top. Someone not on this list, which it never is. Bautista, Ryback, Brock Lesnar, Lex Luger, The Ultimate Warrior, Kevin Nash, Goldberg, John Cena, the great Kali, Roman Reigns, or the immortal Hulk Hogan. Now, who is it really? There's like one name that really doesn't belong on that list. Doesn't like, like shouldn't be on that list at all. Um, let, let me let's take a guess. Um, Cena? No. Who? Mm. Oh. <laughs> Someone not on this list. The great Kali should not be on this fucking list. I can't think of overrated. A, a match where I was like, oh, man, the great Kali. <laughs> I don't think I ever used him in a video game. Dude, he was all weird. He had that, like, birthmark on his, like, chest and his, like, peck or something. And it looked like it, he had, like... We'll go through the list real quick. Hogan. Uh, yeah, he's... I... Older Hogan. Older Hogan. Like, the last no. 20 years, mm. overrated. Mm. No, I'm going to... I... There, there's a top two, and it's a really tough pick for me to pick which one, and it hurts me to pick them. It's either the Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan. It's overrated. I was going to say, let's just go through the list. And... So, all right, so Hulk Hogan, I would say top of my list. I would say not in the beginning of his career, not Hulkamania. Everything after the NWO, he was just riding his name. I have to look at how he was in the early 80s when he was facing like Slaughter and Iron Sheik and, and all those guys because I want to see if his moves, if his move sets. It's the same. He's got three <clears throat> move sets. So if that is the absolute case, high on my list. It doesn't matter when. Roman Reigns will win this because of the did, modern did, fans not knowing everybody fans just, else. Yeah, but the modern fans just... They they didn't. The reason why they would vote for him is because he got shoved down people's throats. Yep. Great colleague shouldn't be on this list. John Cena. I don't want to say he's overrated because that guy worked harder, if not the hardest. He's anybody's ever worked. Right now, he's a true part timer. He's 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 a smidge under the Rock. The Rock can come back and just fucking blow the roof off by like burping onto a mic. Yeah, and it'll still sound great. If Cena did that, it would go into the Cena sucks. Cena, you know, let's go, but, Cena. Cena sucks thing. Cena at the at the at the tail end of his wrestling career, which is like now, he's truly that part time where he'll come back, he'll do a shtick, and he'll walk to the back, and like that's it. As a, as a guy, he's great because he does a lot with charity and this and that. He elevated himself to some cheap ass low mid card rapper to the biggest star, one of the top. Yes. Seven stars, ten stars, and then use ever. that as right before he went to part time. Use that as his like go to model to go. Everybody's shitting on me, but look what I did, and I'm moving yeah. forward. And never turned heel, but like Cena, the way I look at it is he came in at the roughest time yeah, because Austin, you Austin's gone. No, but they were gone. Oh, gone, gone, gone. Yeah, they were. Austin was gone. The Rock was gone. Fucking. He, Angle was gone. He had the to Undertaker do it. was barely there. He had to do it all by himself. And he carried that company yes. with literally nobody. He made, probably made some, some stars. Through. 
So um, I would never say he's overrated. No. I mean, um, he's not the best wrestler. No. But none of these guys are. Um, Goldberg. Goldberg. See, because I don't know. Because during his whole undefeated streak through WCW, I, I can't say. I mean, yeah, he went whatever, 83, 100 and whatever in a row. But he went through so many jobbers and mid carters yeah. and 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 all, but like he went up against H- Hogan. The fact that Hogan dropped the belt to Goldberg b- like blew my mind. Right, but but then you look at it; it's Goldberg's five or six set moves to Hogan's three, and it was just—it's so a bunch of showboating. Like, how, how do you? What are we rating them? Are we for overrated? Is it overrated by the hype, or are they overrated? as a character are they overrated as a performer like a wrestling performer because goldberg i wouldn't say he was overrated by the hype i mean wcw that's one of the things they did right by hyping the fuck out of that guy into a monster but as far as a wrestler he's overrated you know performer wise yeah but Uh, the character itself is not overrated but the fact that that the fact that <clears throat> Vince McMahon had to make fun of him with the with the whole Gilbert thing shows you that he had some McMahon sitting there going, fuck, I missed out on this guy. Or I missed out on this character. A character. Yeah. A character. <clears throat> Kevin Nash? No. Not at all. He has a great w- mind. He has a great mind for he, the business. He went from fucking Oz to Diesel to, to NWO. To NWO. Uh, that's, Yeah. And and the only thing that that kept him back was the fact that he's what seven feet tall and and it ruined his knees. Yeah, uh, the Ultimate Warrior. Ah, that he's right up there again. With Hogan. Though, like, are we, he <clears throat> Ultimate Warrior was Goldberg before Goldberg. His moves, his move sets was small. The hype around them. Yeah, his physique, his look, his persona. It's a typical Vince person, from head to toe. But is he overrated? <sighs> Again, he was at a time when what? Hogan, Savage, Hogan, and Warrior carry WWF. Yeah, and then he comes along literally out of nowhere. Parts unknown. Mm. Taking the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Lex Luger's You, you want to talk about underrated? Let's talk about underrated in Macho Man's promos. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking back on it now and you go, dude, I need to do acid tons. I was doing the, the under uh, Ultimate Warriors fucking when he was going to crash the plane that Hogan was flying. How would you, how would you fucking crash his heart? Like we, like we saw as he was yeah. puffing down. crash cart. Yes. <laughs> Ah, uh, Lex Luger? Totally overrated. Oh, wow. Yeah. What was his big thing? That he could body slam Yokozuna on the fucking Intrepid? That that was his, his shining moment in the yep, WWE. That was it. <clears throat> and, oh, all, and, and killing Miss Elizabeth. Well, that's... Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. No, he... I think he didn't fess up to killing her. He fessed up to... Not helping her. Yeah. Ed- edging her along and ODing. WWE came out with this list. Uh, uh, apparently, um, Brock Lesnar. No way. So you put, again, you put him in the same mold as the Undertaker. I mean, the Ultimate Warrior and Goldberg. Just this monster of a, a person. They worked him up. Yep, they it's, worked him up the right way. I he just, beats I just, everybody. I just don't like the fact that it's one of those. He drops the belt. Like the ratings drop a like a thousandth of a percent. I give, give put the title back on. 
it's it's that whole Roman Reigns thing where it's like you're just force feeding him a title. Ryback, <sighs> Goldberg, yeah. 2.0. That's why I'm kind of shocked that w, if WWE came up with this and put his name on it. Well, apparently he's he changed his real name to his first name being Rybacks because he's suing the WWE so he can. Yeah, where have I heard that before? The uh, Warrior ba- Batista, overrated. Yeah, I I don't I. But on the other side, he was like forty something when he became a fucking wrestler. Eh, there you go. Anyone else on this list that you or, or that you would Heart. put overrated? No way. He wasn't good on the mic. Okay. Yes, he was a great re- in ring technician. I will hands down. Sure. But you all right? So you're looking no at no personality. Overall. No personality. They had to fucking fire him in Montreal to give him a personality. And even then, in WCW, he didn't have one either. Right. He has no personality. <laughs> He's overrated in his ability, like his bitchy mood, his his okay. Taylor Hall mood. So, so essentially, essentially, you had to put the anvil with him to be his... The his, comic <laughs> relief. Or Owen Hart. <laughs> Yeah, Owen Hart didn't have a fucking personality either. Right, but he, apparently he had one in real life, but not. I recently read something that he he says his greatest match that he ever put on was with the turnbuckle. No, Brett, not Owen. <laughs> Owen, heads above the rest. Um, Brett Hart said Head, that his shoulders, knees, and oh no, O's <laughs> knees and O's. Uh, no, that's Lana Sullivan. To fucking hell. <laughs> um, to the people that listen to this for for the wrestling part, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, Brett came out and said the best that he ever, the best match he ever went with was with Davy Boy Smith when it was in London where he dropped the belt to him. And there's another overrated fucking wrestler. Well, yeah, because he was fucking doing lines. He was three purple. quarters of the time. He was purple when he died. <clears throat> um, but he said that that was the best match because at week after week after week, they built this up. Like he sold it to Vince going, we're going to go to London and Davey Boy's going to take the belt off of me and, and we're going to get this and that. Like Davey Boy's like he, Davey Boy knew the whole match set. The music hit, he hit the, uh, the curtain, got to the ring and basically like looked at like Brett and said, I forgot everything. Like, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. There because great... he was fucking high on coke, and then Brett basically carried, carried the whole him. match. And I get it. I never said anything about his technician. No, but I know. I... But, like, Lance Storm was a great fucking technician, too, but boring as shit. What about Glacier? Should... Yeah. <laughs> Mortis. Canyon. Great ring technician. Rey Mysterio. Benoit. All great technicians. Look at their fucking personalities. Guerrero's the only one that had one. It's true. Malenko couldn't talk on the mic at all. Malenko, a man of a thousand moves, <laughs> couldn't fucking. Not he a was million boring words. as shit. And I'm surprised that they didn't put Austin on there. I'm surprised that the Undertaker's not on this because you want to talk about guys that only have fucking three moves. Yeah, it's, it's Luthez Press. Choke it's stomping a mud hole. Oh yeah, for for Austin, uh, you're you're. The the fact that um, they're letting Kevin Owens do the stunner. the stunner is amazing. 
I'm sure that they No, who was it? Who was it? Somebody went into, um, I forgot who the fuck it was. Somebody somebody came into the WWE so high, like everybody said, you got to sign this guy, you got to sign this guy, you got to sign this guy. That when he got to the WWE, he pan- he just flamed out because every move that he did, everyone else did, and and you couldn't do that move. Like like for like Hogan did a leg drop, nobody's finisher could be a leg drop. Jason Sensation. It was. I th- it might have been uh, where he uh, did like everybody's fucking from finish. ECW. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. How about that? Look at me fucking calling back history. Um. Yeah. He said that he came in word of mouth, great, whatever. But he couldn't do anything because he did everyone else's move. Yeah, he like his normal moves was everybody's finishers. And it was it. And like he like just, he did a super kick normally. He did a fucking rock bottom normally. Yeah. Holy shit! Look at you, David. Look, you know what? I'm going to promote you. Executive co-host. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know how much that pays? Same as it does now. <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of other people that I would think are underrated. Overrated. Overrated. Maybe we'll do next week. We'll do underrated wrestlers. Say one person who's underrated. <laughs> Lars Sullivan. He's under something, folks. High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. H- under S- his carriage. <laughs> HSSKpod.com. Your home for the perfect blend of hockey and professional wrestling with your pals, Rob and Dave, the longest episodic podcast talking about those two topics and and, and some yucks here and there. <laughs> waka waka. Oh, Fozzy. Think, La- think, think, think Lars Sullivan is into uh... Fuzzies? <laughs> is he a bear? <laughs> Boy, we don't mean to offend Bef- anybody. Before we get fired from this podcast. Hey, can we get fired from something that we don't get paid for? <laughs> yeah. We can get thrown off of iTunes. Oh, boy. Shocked. <laughs> a dozen of you out there. No, we have more than that. 53 episodes in. Lots of, lots of. Let's do. Let's, let's take a quick look. Let's give some. Let's give the fans some facts. 52 episodes, over 1,500 downloads. It's like 20 a podcast. That's not bad. Look. But we need more. So what the do you holidays we, are still around us. So what do they do, Dave? You grab everybody's phone that you know, and you take it, and you subscribe to the HSSK podcast. Like Uncle Billy? Yeah. If you're a teacher, give extra credit for downloading this episode. <laughs> Teach them about the wonderful world of KFAB and Taylor Hall and Cheese. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a gift that'll help brighten the classroom any day according to lars sullivan it's like a gift that keeps on giving like mm-hmm. stds yeah you give it and some people are taking it and you should take this show on the road <laughs> with you wherever you uh, wherever go. you go wherever you go you know it's on uh, itunes it's on spotify mm-hmm. we're on apple play yeah google um, play w- apple podcast youtube uh it's on the, on the internet we're on icq <laughs> Really throwing it back to the wow. 90s. Instant messenger. How about fucking the male for female of NJ20 room from <laughs> the <laughs> uh, Whack bag. Uh. Oh, Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody come to... 
Anything else, Dave? You got anything else for the fans out there who listen to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast? Happy New Year and toodles.